Hello everyone, um, I wanted to say welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to have this platform and to be able to engage with you guys in a way that I haven't necessarily before and hopefully for you guys to be able to engage with me in a way you necessarily haven't been able to before. When people ask me what Death of a Black Girl is, I'm always lost for words because to me it is like, it's so much. Like, it means so much to me to just be able to have voice and a platform to use that voice. Like, Death of a Black Girl is not just about me, it's about all of us, it's about our joint journey, it's about our group consciousness, it's about coming together and feeling together and living together and experiencing life together as black women, as people of colour, as as humans. So to start off this first episode, yeah, 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 I wanted to tell you guys a bit about me. Hi, my name is Rafara Zimbadi, I'm 19, I'm Zimbabwean-Australian, I consider myself Zimbabwean Australian as opposed to just Zimbabwean or just Australian because the majority of my identity comes from the clash between those two identities and comes from a birthing place of feeling like I was caught in between two worlds and feeling like my white side and my black side didn't always get along. And now, as I'm growing up, I'm learning to engage in and welcome that conflict and welcome that juxtaposition, which is something I never did when I was growing up. Like, my family immigrated to Australia when I was two years old, so like 17 years ago. So majority of my life has been spent here across seas, across land, over air. I've been like away from my roots that I've had to build new ones. I'd have to plant a whole new tree, a whole new orchid type shit. And it's really, really difficult. And I feel like no one really wants to talk about that. And that's why we're talking about that here on Death of a Black Girl. So... My parents came to Australia because Zimbabwe is just Zimbabwe. It was crazy. No jobs, no sustenance, no nothing. So we came here in the search of a better life. And it kind of reminds me of the American dream in a way. I think Australia was that for a lot of its first generation immigrants, especially the most recent wave of African immigrants. We've all got that grind, hustle, work now, sleep never mindset because we see Australia as this place where, you know, all your dreams come true and I feel like personally growing up, watching how hard my parents worked, how much they were grinding just for me to get opportunities that they never did 
it's just an ever-present reminder all the time. Sometimes it's a hindrance because rest is resistance. Rest is resistance for black people because this grind mindset is plaguing us and it's stopping us from just living and enjoying life and embracing freedoms. I feel like we're always tied down to this idea of we need to do more, we need to do more, we need to do more, but sometimes you're enough as you are and rest is the key to replenishing the soul. My whole life I've been engulfed by whiteness and it's only now that I have channels to escape that and free myself from that. I think the reason why I always found myself in white circles and in white spaces and white environments, it wasn't necessarily because um, Australia has more white people. Like, that. that's not the tea. That's not the tea at all. It wasn't about, like, numbers. It links back to that grind mindset. My parents thought that sending me to a private school would be the best way for me to get opportunities, and I'm so grateful for that, forever grateful for that. I don't know if I would be where I am now without the education I had. Unfortunately, private schools, independent schools, they attract a more affluent crowd and that meant that I was surrounded by people who often made me feel inferior, subpar, less than whole. I grew up always feeling like I wasn't enough. Monday to Friday, being at school, changing myself so much to fit in. Oh my God, relaxing my hair that had me in a chokehold. Baby lips, pink, like pink sugar, whatever the flavor was, had me in a chokehold. I was trying and fighting so hard to be something I never could be. And on the weekends, I was plunged back into blackness and plunged back into my culture and this constant back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth was so confusing for my little mind. That in consequence, yes, it's made me who I am. I'm happy where I am now. But it took me a long time to become whole again and to become a person that was no longer struggling to fit the puzzle pieces together. Death of a Black Girl, in a sense, is about discovering how, why, and for who we do that hard work for. Is it for ourselves? Is it for our future family? Is it just because we can? Because there's something that needs to motivate you to put that work in because trust me it is hard and I am not there yet Australia isn't there yet majority of my life I did not know who I was but please please tell me why UK black culture and American black culture has got African Australians in a choke hold when are we going to have the conversation about how 
the Australian diaspora is completely in odds with that of America and the UK. We need to sit in the uncertainty of learning who we are and learning who we want to be and creating a culture for ourselves because we don't have the history of being in a foreign space like the UK does or like America does like I wouldn't even call African Americans foreign like in America they've got a distinction between African Americans and Africans who live in America like that is how deep rooted the history is and the way that black Australians co-opt that with so much confidence like why half these niggas acting like they're from Atlanta I know you grew up in Cranbourne so please please like it it's never made sense to me and I always talk about this with my friends because I'm like why do we do this like it's not necessarily white Australian culture to like borrow things like I feel like white Australian culture is very patriotic and who it's a lot it's a lot I'm trying to think of good words it's patriotic it's um um you know it's a lot of things <laughs> death of a black girl is about decolonizing our perception of things and realizing why they work the way they do and how we can change that to create the Australia we want to live in. Since high school or during high school, I discovered that creativity and advocacy and art, that was like the direction I saw my life going in. And now I'm at another odds because it's like, that pressure as black women, especially with such a new and emerging immigration history, it's like, I'm tired of always being the first. Like, being the first has stopped being a flex for me. Being the first is kind of like, oh, here we go again. Like, it's traumatic being the first because it feels like you're sort of like, a trial run or like a practice test like people don't really know how to act around you and they don't really they don't really know why you're there and they don't know what you bring to the table they're kind of testing you to see what you can do if you're going to crack under the pressure and that weight that weight needs to be lifted off of black women's backs not now not tomorrow yesterday it's been needing to be lifted off of our backs all of this bullshit that we place on ourselves that other people place on us it's all self-perpetuating it's all entirely self-perpetuating there's so much that as black african australian women and female presenting people we like it just it's under our noses because what can you do except talk about it and engage with it and be aware that's what I want like to come out of this podcast is 
awareness, not necessarily education. I'm sick and tired of educating dumb people. But I want you guys to engage with me and talk to me and be aware. Like the only thing we can do to change the position we're in, to shift it, is to notice it. Notice it in silence, notice it loudly, however the fuck you want to notice it. Just make sure you keep your eye on that stuff. The thing about being in the Australian diaspora and being an immigrant, like first generation, only been here for like 20 years, is that your body isn't wired to be here. It's wired to be around Gogo and Sekuru and Bamboo and it wants you back in the village. It's okay to feel uncertain and lost and confused. It's quite normal, actually. And I would be shocked if you were a black woman in this country and you did not feel that way. Our bodies carry trauma and love and confusion and hope and all of that is well and good. Which is why for the promo shoot, which (laughs) I planned all by myself, I called it antithesis. Because that's what we are. We are opposites converging into one. That is our culture. That's our existence in this country. And it's not something we necessarily have to change or manipulate or be scared of. But I think we should welcome the beauty Welcome the dichotomy of our existence. Welcome the fact that there's no one out there that finna do it like us. No one. We've got this unique point of view that's been forged by every single thing we've seen and everything we've experienced and No one is going to take that away from us, ever. And it's something that we'll pass down to our kids and they'll pass down to that, blah, 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 blah. And that's what will create our culture. I have a really special guest coming in next week that I'm super keen for you guys to hear what they have to say. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love you.